Welcome to the Eat Your Content Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Herrera. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. You have a lot to choose from, but you chose mine, so I appreciate it. Just a couple of reminders. Make sure to follow me on socials, Instagram, TikTok, X, and Facebook at Rich Herrera and at Eat Your Comment. Uh, Eat Your Content, I'm sorry. And then also a couple of program reminders. Filipino American History Month is all throughout October, so if you've been keeping up, I've been interviewing a lot of cool Filipino chefs and uh, artists that, throughout this month, and it's been a pleasure and an honor. Uh, so make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast player of your choice to make sure you are up to date and keeping up with everything. With me today, uh, we are broadcasting from 1912 Ocean Barn Resort, and I'm here with Chef Melanie. Chef Melanie has been killing it over at the Sawgrass Marriott. Um, she is currently overseeing all the culinary operations at the recently opened 1912 Ocean Bar uh, and Rooftop. So welcome, Chef Melanie. Thanks for coming on to the pod. Hey, Rich. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this. Oh, I'm excited to have you. You've been such a big supporter in general for the hotel and for just our organizations in the community. So I'm excited that we get to have some time and talk. Yeah, I was looking forward to it. And, you know, we, we met uh, back in the day when Vernon's came around oh, and yeah. you were doing the, the buffet at oh, Vernon's and I that's when we those. first met. And I do miss those. I miss those too, <laughs> man. Those were great. Those were oh, great. And I kind of miss having those around, but still Vernon's is kicking out some great food in, in 1912. I've been here a couple of times. This place is great. Uh, also doing some really great food. So uh, chef, just tell us a little bit about your background, kind of where you kind of came up through the ranks and you, know, you spent the bulk of your career here at Sawgrass. Mm -hmm. But before then, you know, what, what um, made you choose cooking as a career? What was the, the bug that finally bit you that said, this is going to be what I do for the rest of my life? So as a kid, I always loved being in the kitchen. My mom was always cooking at home. We rarely went out to eat. Uh, if we went out to eat, it was a treat. Uh, my grandmothers also cooked and baked a lot. So they're really the inspiration behind why I do what I do. And of course, the Filipino gatherings, we're constantly eating and, you know, food is what brings us together. So growing up and seeing that, that got me interested in it. Through high school, I said, I'm never going to be more than 10 feet away from a kitchen. So then I got into college. I said, you know, let's be practical. Let me get me my business degree. I lasted about three years, and then I said, screw it, mom and dad, I'm going to culinary school. I need to follow my passion. So I attended Johnson & Wales um, University in Providence, Rhode Island. I went for my associates in pastry, did that for two years, and then I finished my associates, not my associates, my bachelor's at UCF's Rosen Hospitality School in Orlando. So from there, one of my first kitchen jobs was at Sweet by Holly, the original location in Orlando. Um, I started as a baker there, and then I was promoted to a kitchen manager. When I graduated from college, I wanted to see the restaurant side of things, so I went and worked for Olive Garden. And then uh, Hollis and Barry came to me and said, hey, we're opening up a store in Jacksonville. We know you're from there. We would love for you to go and open that store and run the kitchen. I said, great. So, of course, my background is really in pastry. I did that for a couple of years, and then, you know, as... Uh, any chef experiences, you experience burnout. And I felt it with that. Just it was a lot of long hours and it was a great experience. though. I learned a lot from the job, but I took a break from it and I went to work at Sawgrass Marriott and I worked at the front desk. Oh, so, so you, you so you came to Sawgrass Marriott not in the kitchen. The, the burnout was still real for you at that correct. point. Correct. So front I, desk, uh, that's fun. So I did do my, let me rewind a little bit. I did do my internship here for pastry, maybe like five years prior to that. And then I, it was a part of my resume. But then I came back to the Sawgrass Marriott at the front desk. 
my exec chef from before saw me and he's like, what are you doing up here? I'm like, well, You're the wrong area. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know what, chef? I got a little tired. I wanted to try something different. And boy, did it toughen me up, though, uh, working at the front desk and it helped me with my customer service skills. But then I did that for a year and I ended up back in the kitchen. So that's really where it all started. Um, I did a year or two as a pastry cook. Uh, Marriott Corporate took over and I was promoted to a pastry supervisor, ran the department for three years and then decided to make the switch to savory cooking. And I've been the I was the banquet chef for the hotel for five years. And then most recently now I'm the uh, chef overseeing all of the culinary operations for Cabana Beach Club. Specifically, 1912 is kind of like the our golden child over here at the beach club. Yeah, I mean, the property is is gorgeous. And I, I love hearing that background where you started out as pastry, then you moved to savory. And I got to tell you, those are two completely different worlds in the world of cooking, Absolutely. right? I mean, because you can kind of, you know, add a pinch of this and a dash of that in savory, but, you know, you got to be a mad scientist as a as a pastry chef. And the, the two, like, I can I can do savory. I cannot do bakery. I, I just don't have it in me to, <laughs> to do all the measuring and, and all that. But mm-hmm. that's that's awesome to hear that you're well-rounded in that and that puts you kind of indispensable in any place you go. And um, love hearing the story how you were up at the front desk and, and dealing with customer service. I think everybody no matter what career you go to, needs to work with the public at, at okay. one point in their career uh, because that's where you really learn empathy. That's where you really learn service. And a lot even more if humble, yeah, a lot more humble. And even if you're, you know, head down in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you still have that in the back of your mind that at the end, the, the customer experience is what what matters. So that's, that's really neat to hear. Absolutely. I mean, the all of the cooks that I've had and even me as a cook, you know, we cook for you like we cook for our families because we we do what we do because we love it. And that's really the only way to truly do your job well is that you love it. Yeah, yeah. So Filipino American History Month is October. So I've interviewed a few chefs that have, um, you know, their own places where mm-hmm. they're able to kind of express their um, Filipino culture and heritage mm-hmm. through their cooking because they have the freedom to kind of do that. Working at a corporate place like Sawgrass, how are you able to kind of interject your your culture and your and your background and your heritage into what is basically an established menu um, at a place like Sawgrass Marriott? So the wonderful thing with Marriott, it's not like an Olive Garden or you know a, a Ruth's Chris. Those are pretty set menus. With our property, we're very lucky to be able to develop the menus ourselves. With that being said, um, the 11 years that I've been here, um, my leadership team and just my teammates around me have been very supportive of my heritage and my culture. Uh, We actually have a lot of Filipino cooks in the kitchen. So I've had the opportunity and fortune to be able to create Filipino menus and have been able to execute them on a banquet level for up to 500 people. I've done... um, the theme brunches at Vernon's for the Filipino History Month, Filipino American History Month, we would do the Filipino buffet to celebrate it. And then um, over here at the beach club, uh, sometimes when we do our specials, we'll incorporate some Filipino flavors into it. And even downstairs in our private members uh, restaurant, we offer lumpia, but it's plant-based lumpia, but you wouldn't know. It's <laughs> it's spot. You can tell a Filipino made it. <laughs> That's funny. So, so that's really, you know, pour one out to the Vernon's theme brunches, but the, the Asian Pan Pacific 
uh, theme brunch. I got to tell you, it was probably one of my favorites. I mean, all you can eat lumpia, right? And then you had ube pancakes. It was it was really great. So, um, yeah, hope hope to see that come back at some point in the future. But who knows? But th- those are great, and I'm and I'm really happy to hear that. Um, Sawgrass and, and the Marriott company is is able to let you kind of you know run free a little bit uh, you know within some boundaries just to yes. say look yeah put your personal spin on some things and and um, do what you feel is uh, best for the company as a whole but what you think the public would would like and uh, one thing here in Jacksonville is we do have a a, a fairly large you know Filipino uh, population. Yes, we do. Probably one of, it is the largest in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think for the past, I've only been in Jacksonville for like nine years, but Wait, I, I feel like I've known you so much longer than that. <laughs> it, it feels like a lifetime. <laughs> feels like a lifetime. Now, uh, yeah. I was looking at the camera. I was like, oh my gosh, nine years already in Jacksonville. Right. That's, that's amazing. But when I first got here, I learned about, you know, that Filipino culture was, was uh, the big immigrant population mm-hmm. here. Um, but I always felt like it bubbled kind of beneath the surface and it's only kind of risen above that uh, over the last couple of years Mm -hmm. through, um, uh, coalitions like Jack's Filipinos and Jack's Filipino chefs. So how have you seen the Filipino culture and the Filipino cuisine kind of grow and elevate over the past few years? Oh my gosh. If we're just speaking locally, I mean, it blew up. So as Filipinos, we are very humble culture so you know how you speak to the whole like bubbling just under the surface because you know we you see a lot of like the mom and pop shops we're cooking the food the food is good but they just want to feed people they want people to be happy um but ever since like say jack's filipino chefs that started 2018 with agnes lopez leading the helm gathering all of us chefs that some of us knew each other some of us didn't some are originally from the philippines some of us were born here in the states but bringing us together to be able to express our culture and our heritage through our food and then coming up with our hashtag hashtag more than lumpia um it's crazy because there really were not many mainstream Filipino restaurants during that time. But over the years, a lot of the members of Jack's Filipino Chefs were working for someone. Now they all have their own businesses. So it's really cool to see like Jojo with Abstract and then Wesley killing it with the catering and same with Lenny. Like it's with perfect with a perfect pair. Like it's so cool to see that. And then now to see Purple Roots, to see um, Mariana's Grandes, all these restaurants popping up and being one of the top choices people want to go to eat. Like, that's so cool. And that's very humbling and exciting to know that our food that some people may see as, you know, peasant food, a lot of stews, but showing us being able to show that there's different ways to present it, but to still have those flavors that were so familiar to us as kids. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, peasant food a little bit. And and I think Asian food in general, specifically kind of like on the Chinese side, Mm -hmm. has this reputation of being plentiful, but cheap, right? Mm -hmm. That there, that there isn't a space for um, fine, high end, Asian dining. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we have Dennis Chan here that's proven that that's not oh, true. Yeah. Um, and we, Purple Roots and Abstract. I was mm-hmm. just an Abstract the other day and had some of their food. Oh, it is, it's awesome. fantastic. Absolutely. It's fantastic. It's so good. And it's worthy of being um, elevated to the, the echelons of like, you know, French and American dining and, and things like that. So um, I agree with you in a lot of those aspects where kind of seeing just from, from an outsider like myself and not mm-hmm. kind of being as plugged into the community as I want to be, mm-hmm. uh, but seeing how many more 
Filipinos I'm seeing in the, in the spotlight and being featured, like uh, JoJo being featured in Food and Wine recently. Mm-hmm. He was um, voted best Filipino restaurant in Florida by Food and Wine. Like, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. And, and, and other prominent Filipinos uh, coming to the forefront here locally in mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Um, Wesley Noguero was on Food Network recently. Mm-hmm. So all that kind of stuff and, and seeing those uh, Filipinos coming up and, and being, like you said, we were a humble you know, I was raised like my, my mom raised us to be, keep your head down, yeah. don't make waves, Mm-mm. go with the flow, just make it through. For sure. Uh, but I'm, I'm always touched to see a, a generation, you know, behind me, the younger generation, mm-hmm. really embracing their culture and, and saying, I'm, I'm out and I'm proud and I'm, and I'm here and, and this is what we are. Um, so I want to talk about Jack's, the Jack's Filipino Chefs group for just a second. Sure. So um, you mentioned Agnes kind of started gathering all the Filipino chefs, like mm-hmm. they were infinity stones for her gauntlet, right? <laughs> and uh, yes, yes. I, I kind of poked fun at her I, I, when I interviewed I her. I that. I never would have thought about it that well, way. Oh, I'm totally going to have color. Like, where is your, where's your uh, thing to hold all of us in it? And yeah, we're going to need a meme with like her face on Thanos' body and like all your faces on the, as the infinity stones. Oh, on that's the gauntlet. fantastic. That's going to be funny. But I was kidding with her when I was talking to her. I said, you, you kind of combined like the Avengers of, of Filipino chefs. You know, mm-hmm. I guess that would make her Nick Fury. I don't know. But um, <laughs> what was the, the the pitch to you? Like when when Agnes came up with this idea mm-hmm. and started gathering everybody around, what was the pitch to you and what made you say yes? Well, first off, when Agnes Lopez called me and asked me to meet, well, it was James from, he was at One Ocean. He was our executive pastry chef at the time, had reached out to me saying, hey, there's someone that wants to come meet with you looking to start a group of Filipino chefs. And when I looked up who Agnes Lopez was, she is like a star in my eyes. I'm like, she wants to meet with me. I need to have something for her. So like I made a little treat for her when she came to meet me at the hotel. But anyway, you know, she came and originally the project was supposed to be a cookbook. So, you know, we were supposed to write our stories, um, recipes, and then it was gonna come together and be called Jack's Filipino Chefs. But then it just ended up developing into a documentary, which she's still working on. But it's been exciting seeing where we were at in the beginning to now. But anyway, when she came to me and pitched the idea of becoming involved in the project, I was so, A, honored and B, so excited. So, yes, I'm Filipino-American and my parents only surrounded me with the food and as much of the culture as they could. But truthfully, I had maybe one or two Filipino friends growing up, like, true friends and you know i knew my mom's friends kids at parties that we would go to but the opportunity to be able to meet other filipinos let alone chefs in this city was so such a great opportunity i'm like you know what let me let me do this i want to get involved in something in the community and be able to utilize my passion for food and learn more about my culture so to be able to be surrounded by chefs that were born in the philippines that truly were able to bring what they grew up with and bring it here and learn from in their learn from them in their stories it's just been so amazing not only have i learned so much from them i've also developed some long lasting friendships from it yeah i was talking to wesley about being part of the jacks filipino chefs and and i said one thing that's cool about it is that um, gathering together allowed you to elevate filipino culture Absolutely. and cuisine as a group better than if you were trying to do it yourself. So Mm -hmm. what kind of opportunities have, have come to you through being part of this group and what 
um, kind of things have opened up for you being, by being able to network with, with other Filipino chefs locally in the area? Oh my gosh, where can I start? It really, I thank Jack's Filipino chefs and I thank Agnes for really the opportunity because I feel like once I became a part of the group, I felt that my career just kind of took off as far as opportunities growing. Um, let's see. When I started with Jack's Filipino Chefs, I was just a pastry supervisor, but being in the group and being surrounded by other chefs and kind of helping me grow my confidence too, um, I felt that opened that door for me. Uh, also, just getting my name out in the community and being able to share what I love with others around me. Um, most recently, what was really cool is, uh, I'm sure Chef Jojo had mentioned this, he was featured in the local palette this past summer. And I had the honor of being featured in that as well. So the fact that it's a national magazine featuring Jacksonville Filipino chefs and you could get this magazine anywhere. Like the fact that they wanted to spotlight our community, the Filipinos, the food, the culture, like that felt like we've done what we've done what um, where we've been trying to do is just educating others through our food. Because when you go to a Filipino home, there's always going to be food somehow. Even if it's a cookie, something. It is just in our nature to want to feed you. Yeah. I saw the local palate write-ups on all the different Filipino chefs that were here. And it was just really neat to see. And, and like you were saying, it was a national magazine. And I was like, wow, it's they're focusing on Jacksonville mm-hmm. and this group of Filipino chefs in Jacksonville. I, I was so proud to see everybody in there. And, um, you know, so congratulations to all of you that were um, a part of that mm-hmm. and um, getting that little write up. Everyone had their own little, little, little blur, little three paragraph like story and when a recipe. I, that, I wasn't and, expecting it to be that big. Like the fact that it was that many pages. Yes. And then for each chef or restaurant to be featured on two pages, like their own spread, that was so, I felt, wow. Yeah. Yeah, That's it, all, just, wow. <laughs> it was it was really it was really great to to see all of that and and love seeing how you were able to grow and and network with other Filipino chefs and talking to um, Jojo and Wesley mm-hmm. they said he didn't they didn't realize that there was that many Filipino chefs in Jacksonville and honestly same here I did not realize that until they brought us together for our first meeting and it was at Phil M on Beach Boulevard. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a oldie but a goodie, a classic was- <laughs> out there. That place is great. Yeah, for real. And it was that was the very first time we all met. I mean, some of them knew each other, but I really did not know anyone. Right. So the fact that I was, you know, coming in and meeting all these new people, let alone chefs who are Filipino, like that was like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And not just, you know, chefs that are, oh, they're a chef at like Outback or something. They're in legit positions like chef jojo was executive sous chef of the florida yacht club you know wesley had his own business he was the executive chef for bb's um you had lenny rose who was working as pastry chef for um valley smoke like they were holding really high positions and they're filipino right like that felt cool yeah and i did not know it and i was a little ashamed to not know it but you know i know now yeah and I've seen you guys have pop-ups together that had the opportunity to cook together in different events. And like you're saying, um, just being able to learn from others, I, I think only helps you in your career, helps, oh, helps everybody you in their career. You never stop learning, especially as a chef. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's really great to see um, 
everybody kind of gathered together and, and, and I'm loving the chance of being able to interview as many people as I can, um, uh, you know, working a day job and do this podcasting thing on the side, but being able to, to figure out when you go sleep, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was, I was, I was up and my wife had gone to bed at like nine 30, 10 o'clock. She's kind mm-hmm. of an early bed person. I'm, I'm still up editing. Mm-hmm. I'm putting together content for social media. I'm, I'm like a one man show. So I'm, I am just doing this for, um, cause I enjoy it for one and, and two, to be able to highlight you guys and, and give you guys an opportunity I, again, you know, tens of followers on my podcast. So, uh, but I'm, I'm glad to do what little I can to help you guys and uh, gain some exposure and, and, and um, you know, push you guys towards towards the spotlight. And uh, so I'm, I'm really happy, happy to do that. So, oh, well, thank you so much. Like I told you, you've been such a big supporter, not, you know, not just of our community, but also I feel personally, even just our hotel and me and, we're so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for it. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. I, you know, I, I, I love good food. And when, when I find a place with good food, I'm going to come there and eat it as much Amen. as I can. So Amen. that's, that's really good. So what's, uh, what's coming up for you? What are kind of some, uh, events that are coming up that people should be aware of, um, for, you know, just for you personally, or maybe the hotel or 1912 or what's going on, where can people find you on socials? So um, we'll start with that. You can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram. It's funny because my my handle is definitely not Chef Melanie Cordelon. It is a nickname that I've had since junior high, and I just could not shake it. And I love it because it's me. It's Moo Melly, M-O-O-M-E-L-L-I-E. And I'm usually posting in my stories, and then I'm posting on my um, on my whatever you call that, your, your, your permanent stuff. <laughs> I don't know lingo, but uh, as far as like upcoming projects, I don't have anything too crazy other than our like holiday stuff coming up, but I did do a really cool project this past Friday. Uh, the Weston Hilton had um, asked us to come up as 1912 to feature our restaurant as a part of the Sip and Savor event to promote our restaurant in their area because a lot of the people, a lot of people at go visit Hilton Head or live in Hilton Head. We're only three hours south. Oh, oh so okay. that was yeah, really yeah. cool. And then it was opportunity for our chefs to network with their chefs, be able to work in the kitchen together to collaborate for them to cook our food, show them, but also kind of learn how they do things too. So it, not only was it a way to feature 1912, it was a way to collaborate with other chefs. Wow. That and that was, cool. that was a lot of fun. I just put that on my uh, Facebook but that'll get on my Instagram soon because the food we featured was pretty awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And guys, 1912, I'm telling you, I, I wish you could see this. It's a beautiful property. We're sitting in um, a private dining room area that can fit, I don't know, about 10, 12 people. So if you're looking for a, an event space, um, I think this is a great space to, to have. it. There's a beautiful patio overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. Um, so it's going to be it's 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 wonderful. It's a beautiful place out here. So Chef Melanie. Thank you so much for your time. I, I appreciate it a lot. And uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Rich.